Oh, these Zoras look like fish. Ha. They're fishlians. I mean, there's some fishy people, man. They're chibi. like hylians, but fish. Chibi, chibi, check, check. Chibi, chibi, check. Chook, chop, chibi, chook, chock, chase. Honk, honk, wonk, honk. I'm trying to get Breath of the Wild to run on my Steam Deck, actually. Chibi, chibi, check, check. Chibi, chibi, check. Chook, chop, chibi, chook, chock, chase. <laughs> yeah. Honk, you doing honk, the chevy chase sound check? Yep, I'm doing Chevy Chase sound check. Let's go. No, 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 no. My Chevy sounds nice. Check one. <laughs> Chasing. I'm part of the rat. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't remember. Set this up for for podcast. So I don't I, like, remember. I'm with you, the the co-hosts. Hey. Hi. I'm a co-host. One of the one of the audience's favorite co-hosts, I'm sure. Aww. Definitely top, I hope so. top three. <laughs> I don't know. Craig's up there. <laughs> doing, doing, better, doing better than Craig. <laughs> we checked the ratings, we all we all scored above Craig. It's like, it's like people don't even know Craig's here, so <laughs> Oh my goodness. Actually, I think the podcast might be in the running. Welcome to the A4 No, B4 Yes podcast. Anthony here with the Breath of the Wild special spectacular. We are in, I believe, episode three of Breath of the Wild. And this one is going to be a downright water festival here. We are going to go to Zora's Domain and meet a divine beast. And uh, as always, as I said before, my name is Tony Giggles and I've been cooked El Dente. And with me, as always, my two co-hosts. Uh, my name is Ryan Fonzie, and I've been cooked well done. It's a travesty. Mm. And I'm Cameron Hagee, and I'm a broken man. Broken man. Snap my humorous into three pieces. Oh. It's not very humorous Ooh. at all. I've made that joke so many times. Are you gonna? Are you, are you gonna? Are you gonna be able to to banter with us tonight? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. You still got your you got your, you got a spare humorous, basically. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's got another humor bone. Got a bag ready to go, raring to pump it out. P- pump it with your spare cam. <laughs> there you go. Louder. Pump it with your spare. All right, I'm, so, yeah, I'm done. So, all right, great. So, <laughs> Zora's domain. Uh, yeah. So last last episode we we covered uh Hateno, the village of Hateno, and now we're gonna travel across the entire map. Uh, just about. I mean, 
save for the Akala so region, we think. Uh, it's pretty much just the opposite direction from from uh, Kakariko. Uh, we did not plan our season based on geography. I will say that uh, we had yeah. specific chapters in mind, and this is probably just a uh, a far trip if you don't use fast travel. I do. That's a good thing that we can turn into strands of blue light that's never explained and teleport across the map and rematerialize wherever we want that there's a blue place. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, this episode we are we are heading to the domain of the Zora. Um, this I I, I just always feel like is the first place I want to go. Um, like in terms of divine beasts, uh, not only because of what the actual reward for it is, but also because it it kind of seems like the game would kind of would lead you in that direction. There's a lot less barriers to the entryway to this place than there are to the other three i will say um in terms of topography uh when you jump off the great plateau to go over to uh, kakariko the first time you actually you pretty much bypass a straight shot up to zora's domain um if you're if you're tunnel visioned if you just kind of look to the left on your way you might just be like oh what's this swamp over here like what's this marsh and and end up finding your way right to the domain. I think that's what actually happened the first time I played the game um, was I saw that path before going to Kakariko and then almost immediately after, like when I was time to go to Divine Beast, I was like, hey, you know, I want to go check out what that marsh is and ended up going straight to Zora's domain without realizing what I was doing. Hmm. So. Did um, you actually it, enter the domain like from the way you're like get to the domain from the way that you're supposed to yeah i did okay. um i did this time i did the first time the thing is like they put a lot of zora npcs around the like the base of this this big uh i don't know what you would call it a uh, a canyon not really a canyon i mean it's a it's a big cut path it's, like there's a big like a windy canyon yeah, the Zora's River has cut its cut itself a canyon, I guess, from the domain down to uh, Hyrule proper, and uh, they they actually position NPCs who are looking for a Hylian, um, <laughs> in hopes that it might be uh, a strong Hylian who can help with a, a problem that the Zora are having. Uh, I think the first person I ran into was Leto. He's just kind of swimming around. There's also um, there's a tower that way. Um, so if you're tower hunting, it's one of the easiest ones to get to, one of the easiest ones to climb. Um, and up at the top is a, a Zora named Groove, who actually was that like, poor guy. That poor dude was like swimming around before the towers rose and ended up stuck on top of a tower. He was off on the mission for Sidon and just got stranded up on the top of a tower. So he's he still to- tries to tell him though. Yeah, he's like Sidon. <laughs> I found him. I found him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, he's too far away. Can you go get him? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I would, I would jump. Like, I keep thinking about jumping into the water below, but I'm too scared. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I did the mapping of how far away because I was curious because I know what happens later. But he, he would have had to make a at least 14 foot jump to make it into the water oh, horizontally. Like, okay. <laughs> 
So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Is that long? A, a horizontal 14-foot jump, at least. 10 to 14. Yeah, but right, he's got like a couple hundred feet down to get that far. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So you gotta get enough horizontal momentum so that the parabola works out. Yeah. I don't know the math, but it still sounds like it might be dangerous. <laughs> get a run and start, my guy. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so this uh, was actually the first time that I ever entered this way. Fun fact. What'd you do the first time? The first time, Zora's Domain was actually the last dungeon that I did. I went uh, counterclockwise, or sorry, I went clockwise for the dungeons. So I actually came in off the back of a certain structure that we'll get to later. Okay. Like the top, the top of a certain structure. I came in off, off a mountain. So it was really, I never knew there was Zora's just, you know along this whole trip so yeah it was the first time i ever did that it was fun yeah um one thing i should probably get to before we go up zora's river and meet sidon for the first time um is fonzie's farms He's about to drop the spot for more items to get through and beat the plot. So you better listen to his words, because he's about to tell you where to get the herbs. It's Fonzie's mouth. Yeah, so before you get to the river, there's like this big, uh, if, you go, if you go the regular way, I should say, unlike uh, the, the story of coming off of this particular structure, if you go through the marsh, uh, don't fight the Hinox. <laughs> Just like... There's like this big wooden structure with a bunch of fish bones. Um, it's it's like a big enemy camp right outside Zora's River. Uh, d- before you actually get to that, like if you're coming north from the marsh, before you get onto that structure, slightly to the left, there's a big bank. I know it's kind of vague sounding, but this is like there's actually a shrine over in a like a little pond area over there, and uh, there's like the water all connects. But so if you actually look at um Island. Hmm. Just like to the northeast of that. So right where those structures like start over at Bonet Pond, it's it's like north of that. Uh there's a little path that goes right along and it'll lead you towards Zora River. Um so if you go up to uh Shea Rata Shrine, that's where I think I met Lido the first time. Um, and make your way down that path right on that little bank, that little shoreline right there. It's a wonderful place to catch yourself a, a bounty of bright eyed crabs. There is just, they just spawn there. (laughs) You can just run up and down the, up and down that shoreline and just grab a bunch of bright eyed crabs, which are great for, um, making, uh, extra stamina food, food that gives you bonus stamina. So. One of my one of my favorite spots. There's one other farm later on, but it's up the river, so I'll wait before we get there. Hmm. Huh. That actually leads me into cooking with Anthony. Cooking with Anthony. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. Getting our seconds so, right out the way. My dish actually involves stamina. So when you brought that up, I thought, heck yes. If you 
have ever made an enduring wild fried green, it is one of the most fantastic things that Link can have in his arsenal. Because if you make it with the full five ingredients that you can make it with, you will have about three stamina wheels full. Early oh. game. Wow. Yeah. But the problem is the main ingredient, which can, like the best ingredient that gives you the best stamina wheel, the yellow stamina wheel increase, is Endura carrots. And they are so rare. There's only like 30 or 40 of them growing in the entirety of Hyrule, like wildly. So if you've ever been to a stable or you've ever been to a, the Fairy Fountain, which is like up past Kakariko, five okay. Endura carrots gives you enduring fried wild greens. Three stamina wheels, best dish ever. You could fly to anywhere you want. You can <laughs> run up the entire Zora's Domain path. You could do whatever you like. You can climb you can a mountain climb if you rain. want. Three yeah. stamina wheels. Like bonus ones? Like three yellow ones? Yeah, it was either like two and a half or three on my dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is a good, that's a good dish. Yeah. Mm. But to make it the maximum, you have to do five Endura carrots. If you do like, you can make it with one. It'll give you like a little sliver. Yeah. The minimum is one. But it's a, it's a nice dish. Right. It got me pretty far through Zora's Domain because of all the rain. Did you actually do climbing? I tried, yeah. You tried <laughs> climbing. I did a little bit of climbing because I had enough climbing gear to make that make sense. Um, climbing gear, aside from helping you climb faster, actually makes it feasible sometimes to climb in the rain. Hmm. Just one of the one of the benefits. Without without it, I think you can go three or four like climbs before he slides. So what I would normally do is like you let him get to one, two, three, four, and then you hit the button to jump, and then you'll slide and lose that jump. Yeah. And you can kind of like slowly make your way up that way. If you have the full set of climbing gear, you can it's like he'll slide randomly between like six and nine climbs. So he actually like can go a lot further before he slides, but he still and he hits those nine, he hits those six really quick. He's yeah. like one, two, three, four, five, six instead of one, two, three, four. Yeah. It's like a big speed difference when you have all of it equipped. Not even double upgraded yet. Yet. I'm gonna have to give me that. Yeah. So did did both of you guys actually meet up with Sidon before you got into Zora's domain? Because I kind of purposefully skipped meeting Sidon because I wanted to see what would happen <laughs> if I got there without meeting him prior. And I wasn't really disappointed. Uh, I did meet him. I, uh, I'm trying mm -hmm. to play the game exactly how it seems to want me to play it. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that Breath of the Wild, it's, it's, it's definitely open-ended and you can, you can play it all kinds of different ways. Like you can get into this domain from different directions as Anthony shared earlier. Um, so you don't have to do any of this stuff, but I, I specifically went after the, the written experience, I guess. Um, so yeah, I went and talked to him first. I'll get into what he says differently when we get to Zora's domain. Ah, yeah. Okay. So after we talk to Leto and Groove and we make our way over to the Inago bridge, which is where we meet Prince Sidon for the first time, um, he has i mean most of these scenes at least on our way up are are voice acted actually and um we meet him for the first time he gives us a little 
uh, spiel about how Zora's domain actually needs help right now and that they need a strong Hylian. Um, and they're hoping that you'd be able to help. I don't remember if he recognizes you as Link the hero yet. Um, because one thing we'll learn later is that Sidon was actually around your, during your first run before we entered the Resurrection Chamber. Um, Sidon is a over, even if only slightly, over 100 years old. Um, but he looks like he's maybe like 25, 30, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in there. Like he just, yeah. he's just like a, um, uh, I don't know. Like he just looks like a regular a chill young like, adult. Like, yeah, like a young adult uh, Zora. So sure acts like a young adult. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the things I tried to parse out while I was playing this part of the game was like <laughs> was how how does age affect Zora differently than Hylian? <laughs> because mo it, we're gonna find that when we get to the domain, and this is a little bit ahead of myself here. Um, people people know who you are, and people remember you. Um, so I can't remember if Sidon is one of those people, uh, but he uh, he definitely enlists your help and tells you like he just needs you to climb up the way. Um, it's going to be a little bit tricky because, you know, you can't just swim like a Zora. You're going to have to use the path. Um, and he kind of gives you a warning. There's a lot of enemies that use electricity, so you probably want to figure out a way to deal with that. <laughs> I think he even gives you like a, an, a some kind of elixir that, that helps with shock resistance. Um, which is a nice thing of him to do. It's not nearly that enough. Been nice. <laughs> it's like he gives that, you like, it gives you like maybe three three and a half minutes or something worth of shock resistance, and it takes way longer than that to make this path. <laughs> so he just gives you a little bit of help. It's more of a hint than it is the actual tool you need. Yeah, and that path on master mode was a gauntlet. Oh yeah, it was an absolute gauntlet. I mean, there, there, there was, was definitely a few times where I, where I just relied on my sneak here and just didn't even engage. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to walk around all these enemies as best I can. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's raining everywhere, which actually helps mask your sound too. And um, doing that, I was able to, to make it without too many engagements. Once you get towards the end, you kind of can't help but get into a few fights. But uh, at least for the first and final sections, I was... Um, I was able to just like either glide past things or sneak through the bushes around them. So I definitely did a little sneaking too, but I beat most of the enemies here. Got hit by a couple shock arrows, admittedly, but oh well. I think only two through the whole path, so it's not bad. I don't know about you guys, but if I get hit by anything death. from any of those Lizophos, it's it's death, so and this was a training thing for me. That it's shock enemies is just ridiculous. Um, right out the get-go. Yeah. that's And the ground's wet, so when the shock arrow hits the ground, there's a massive AOE <laughs> explosion of electric damage. It does the same amount of damage as if the arrow directly hit you. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it makes you drop your items. Like, if you're carrying a sword and shield, it makes you drop them, uh, which is can be really annoying. Uh, so, yeah, that's why, that's why, for the most part, I didn't, didn't mess. Um, there were a few, I mean, I remember there was one archer camp that I specifically took on and got a decent amount of like payout for that, just in terms of arrows and weapons and stuff. Cause they, I mean, whenever you take out an archer, you typically get arrows for doing that, which is pretty nice. But yeah, uh, one spot I wanted to call out on this, uh, passing, uh, south of Rallis Pine, if you look at a map, 
this is like interactive for users at home. I might even just put a map up on the screen because we can do stuff like that now. South of Rallis Pond, a uh, little bit. In fact, uh, that'll be the one marker I actually talk about. If you look at Rallis Pond and just look straight south, um, there's a you know there's the path over that little island that this gauntlet will take you through. Um, and you'll actually see there's a way you can kind of veer off and go get this little treasure chest up on a hill. Um, between mm. that treasure chest, or like to the right of that treasure chest, I should say, there's a little pond there. Um, and it's not a named pond. It's just a pond that I wanted to shout out because as it was raining, the frogs were out. And that pond alone had like eight frogs in it when I came across it. <laughs> So this is a mm. second mini farm. Um, I want to say like six of them were tireless frogs. Uh, no, sorry. Six of them were hot-footed frogs and like two of them were tireless frogs. And tireless frogs only come out when it rains. Um, mm. So kind of a a cool little spot for when it's raining to go grab some frogs if you're looking for frogs. <laughs> They're one of my favorite things to catch in this game. I find Getting a little froggy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, other than that, a lot of the Zalfos, some Moblins. Um, the Zalfos a lot are of good weapons to pick up, though. Like the Zalfos have those tri-tip boomerangs, and there's a couple good spears to find along the way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Knight's that... Claymore just chilling up against a rock at some point I found. That was nice. Yeah, this was one of the first times we get a preview of what Zora weapons look like, because you can find um, silver spears and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's cool about the Zora weapons is that they're not, they're not the highest damage, but they tend to be very durable compared to most other weapons. Um, whenever something is silver, you can kind of, uh, bet that it's going to last you a little bit longer than something else, even if it's not the most powerful weapon that you have, which is nice. I didn't notice that. Never did. You know, in- most of the, most of the item descriptions, I think say something about how it being Zora crafted is is a big deal and that it's actually like more sturdy because Ooh. of it. They're like the um expert smiths, I guess. Which is weird because there's no forge. Yeah. Mess <laughs> Zora's them. Get those Gorons out of here. The Gorons are too rough and tumble, man. Their stuff is all <laughs> it's just heavy. <laughs> like they don't really care yeah, about making things precise. Bulk. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we we make our way around this, and I'm I'm gonna kind of just say that that's the deal. Every, anybody who's experienced this path knows it's it's like going through a a rainforest of sadness and combat. Um, <laughs> so uh, eventually, we do. I mean, we meet up with Sidon halfway through. I think he appears on Ludo's crossing. Like there are a couple bridges that we go across. He'll pop up and be like, "You're doing great. It's just a little while further." Um, Ludo's crossing specifically, I think he calls out to you and then he's like, look out. And then you get blindsided by a couple of moblins on the bridge or something like that. They're not, they're not too bad to deal with, but um, just funny that they have a little cinematic moment for it. Uh, and then eventually we get to the great Zora bridge where we can actually enter Zora's domain. Which is over Rudo Lake, which is a cool callback. Which is over Rudo Lake. Yeah. Sorry. There's a, there's actually a, um, there's a signpost that I had found that talked about, it was one of the addendum Zora stone monuments. And it actually talks about a piece of armor that you can get, but it's all like smudged up and scratched up or worn down 
over the years. And um, it talks about how there's a piece of armor in a uh, in a lake, but it's like blank, blank, T.O. Lake or something like that. And originally I thought it was Rudo Lake. And I went to Rudo Lake. Turns out it's not Rudo Lake. It's Toto Lake, which is actually <laughs> north of Zora's Domain because there's two different four-letter T.O. Lakes. So that was uh, an interesting <laughs> red herring for that. But... Uh, isn't Toto one of the musicians in the band in Majora's Mask? I would not be surprised. Um, this place is chock full of reference of references. There's a Macau Lake and a Lulu Lake. Those were characters from Majora's Mask. I mean, Macau was the the guitarist, and Lulu was the the Zora who uh, you had to go save her eggs from the eels and the pirates. <laughs> Toto making me think of I bless the rains down in Zora's mm. domain. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh there's the Veiled Falls, which is actually from the Minish Cap. Um oh. there's a there's a bunch of places like that around here. Um Ja Abu Ridge, which is a Jabu Jabu reference. Stuff like that. There's just it's just ev- everything. Everything is named after something from a different game. Uh, they have enough stuff to reference either that or just they come up with random names yeah I think the fans definitely appreciate the callbacks for sure uh, this is one of the the most obviously connected places to other games um, I, I, I will we'll get into this but there's actually a Zora Stone Monuments quest to do I didn't do it but I have the page up that has all the inscriptions written out so that I can go through them um, but just as an example like that one of those monuments actually calls out Princess Rudo from Ocarina of Time and talks about who she was and why she was important um, mm. and how yeah. the Divine Beast in this area is actually named after Princess Rudo. Um, like, mm-hmm. just straight up says that. So, like, a- anybody who's played this game and has played previous Zelda games will recognize that when they see Varuta and, you know, all the other uh, names of the Guardians. They're all named after sages. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, the game specifically just outright says, oh yeah, this is, this is based on princess Rudo of the Zora. Um, one thing that I will say about that, I mean, even as you first enter Zora's domain, I remember when we played Ocarina of Time, we mentioned how the Zoras are kind of like the elves of, of, uh, the legend of Zelda series. Um, mm-hmm. this game leans hard into that, uh, like really hard into that. Like the whole place mm-hmm. is, is, uh, it's just wildly ornate. <laughs> like the whole thing is, there's actually a stone, mon- one of the stone monuments talks about how this place was sculpted from a single, uh, piece of like, ore or something like there's one, the, whatever this marble material is that we're on, it was all one piece and they sculpted an entire city out of it basically. Um, all of the people here live for hundreds of years it's and they, crazy. and they all seem to have like a much deeper connection with uh wider spans of history and to, and seem to be more concerned with, um, with uh, like big picture kind of decisions. Like they don't, they don't make decisions for the moment. They make decisions for, for, mm-hmm. um, for, uh, f- long-term implications, I guess. Uh, and they also have a slower like growth cycle. I know you mentioned they live for hundreds of years, but it's specifically mentioned that 
a Hylian will look older than. So, like, Zora doesn't just, 1 through 20, they look like an adult, and then they're an adult for 300 years. Like, it takes them 80 years or something. I don't know if they mention exactly how many for them to actually even look like an adult. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that one of them really hates Hylians, which kind of plays into the whole elves kind of always hate humans in yeah. all of the shows. <laughs> Absolutely. There's definitely... um some Zora to Hylian racism going on in this area. And that's um, stereotyping, man. Yeah. It's actually a really interesting, a really interesting parallel to make. I mean, I mean, cause I, like I said, like it really goes hard on the Elven thing. Um, but there's actually, they, I mean, they actually cite specific reasons why they're bitter with Hylians. Um, and, and kind of, it goes into that, but that's, uh, I mean, that's not going to be long after we enter here that we'll be talking about that stuff. So, I guess without further ado, we might as well walk on into Zora's domain. Um, I think Sidon is actually there to meet us when we get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for Cam. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I didn't oh. get that cutscene with the Moblins either. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll um, he'll basically tell us that we're we're gonna want to go and talk to the king um to figure out what to do next. Uh, but on our way, we can run into a bunch of characters. Um, I honestly this is one of the hardest areas for me to keep track of who's who and what's what. Um, but what I can do is name positions in the city. Um, like one of the first people you can run into is a guard. Um, and I believe this is Gaddison. I could yeah. be wrong. With Gaddison, the... Gaddison actually remembers you. He's one of the people who does, or I could be thinking of Riven. Oh no. Yeah, he was league. the one out of with the with the was it the son or daughter that was standing guard with them? Yeah. 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 So one of the guards is Gad is that Gaddison at the front? Do you remember? <laughs> this is this is what I'm saying. Like this is the challenge of this area, because there's different guards and I never remember like who's who. Here, you know what? It's Riven. Riven is the one. I actually have a video uh, up over here of my own gameplay. Okay. So Riven is at the front, and he's a guard, and he um he actually remembers you. He remembers Link. He actually will be like, oh, it's me, Riven. It's like, oh, you probably don't remember, because you, know, you lost all your memories. So anybody who's reintroducing themselves to you, um, it's coming along with the fact that you don't remember them. Um, so Riven remembers you. I guess you guys, like... I mean, Link having been part of like a royal guard in the day, like they they were of kinship on some level, um, being that this guy is part of the Zora guard. Um, he actually, like you said, he's there serving with his daughter as the other guard on the other side. Um, and you can even ask her how old she is. And she's like, that's rude to ask. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which is kind of funny because I was asking myself that question everywhere <laughs> I was in this place. Like, how old is this character? Mm-hmm. Um because some of them are made to look elderly, some are made to look like regular adults, and some are are children, obviously. Um, and those are like the three levels that you have. You don't really have any adolescence. You don't have any, um, and you don't have anybody who's actually telling you how old they are. It's either they remember you, and that way you know that they're over a hundred years old, or they don't remember you and they're children. <laughs> like that's kind <laughs> of the two levels that you got. Uh, but I think even this guy's daughter doesn't know who you are. So maybe she wasn't born yet. Um, so she might be less than 100, but still an adult. Um, There's quite a few other characters, too, that don't really say anything to you or don't act like they remember you. Like the 
bed and breakfast owners don't really remember who you are at all. Um, don't mention one of, anything. One of them does. One of them calls you Linky. Actually has a nickname for you. Was she the one out front, though? I think so. That Because the dude right. in the back is just like, oh, hey, how's it going? It's nice to see a friendly face and then just, or something like that. But he doesn't acknowledge your existence. Oh. It's, it's weird. The, everywhere you go, um, I feel like most people will either say, oh, like, you're a Hylian, aren't you? And have that kind of conversation with you um, from an, an unfamiliar standpoint. Or they will straight up be like, oh, it's you. Don't you remember me? And they have to go through that whole disappointment of you not remembering a thing. <laughs> but then our man Dento takes it a step further. What's our man you Dento who? do? <laughs> our man Dento is the workshop guy. Oh. Isn't he? You guys the, talk to him? The angry man? Yeah, he do, you kind of walk up to him and you're like, hey, how's it going? He's like, do you have anything for me? No, I'll go. If you don't have a trident, I don't want to talk to you. He doesn't got time for your stuff. Yeah. How did um, how'd you guys end up actually beating the shrine inside Zora's domain? What was that again? It was the one where it's like the big waterfall and all the rock balls falling, and then there's the one special uh, ball at the top. Because uh, yeah. I kind of got a little cheeky with it. There's, um, oh, I ended up uh, locking all of the balls over to the right. I basically made a little uh, cup out of, um, like, the, tr- the wall that was already there. And then a couple of like ice pillars and all the balls got trapped in that area. So then there was just the special one. Okay. And I, and I basically um, pushed the special one off its thing and then chased it down, froze it at the end and knocked it over to where it needed to go. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically I just found a way to condense all the other ones and get them out of the way. Cause they, they don't respawn unless they fall off the end. So if you can keep yeah. them off from doing that, then they'll, they'll just get stuck and then you won't have to deal with any of that. At one point, all mine just got naturally stuck. <laughs> nice. Uh, the way I ended up solving it, though, is that I threw a bomb at it. If you stand, like, when you're at the top, there's the metal pathways that kind of go down at the same angle as the waterfall on the, like, left and right side of it. So I stood to, like, the side where it's closest to where you have to actually get it in the receptacle, like, where the receptacle is. I used a bomb to blow it all the way over there on top of that metal cage still. And then rolled it all the way down that, which then like went over the little gap and then landed on top of the fence that's supposed to, I think, maybe prevent you from doing this. And it kind of rolled over that fence, and then I just knocked it in gently from the other side. So I just totally avoided the entire waterfall part of it and mm. took the outside like scaffolding and used that to get it in. Nice. Did you get your video back up? I did. I did. We're back okay. and running. Woo. So speaking of back and running, back to what we were, like Anthony was talking about, Dento. I actually remembered. I have I have the images of these characters up, and I remember. So there's, <laughs> I will say there's uh there's maybe four elderly Zora, um, so Dento is one of them, um, and he's like probably the youngest of this group, and then there's a uh, Giotto, Capson, and Muzu, right? Muzu, yeah. I mean, King Dorf is older too, but he's the king. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Um, Capson is a priest. His name, his name ends in son. That's a, that's a foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the one. 
Um, so I might want to just keep note of that. Um, but he actually is of the group is the most forgiving. Like he, he's like, he literally has this moment of like, it's really hard for me to be hospitable with you right now. Like he just is straightforward with it. He's like, honestly, like I, I have this resentment towards you, but at the same time, I'm not called to live that way. So I'm going to go ahead and just try to forgive you and we're going to be okay. <laughs> but, but I, I just got to let you know, like, I'm really upset about what happened a hundred years ago and I have not fully figured out how to deal with those emotions yet. So he, that is some of the coolest conversations that you can have. Like, honestly, that I was like, wow, that's kind of deep for a Zelda game. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but or is that kind of sad for the Zora? It's been a hundred years and my man can't right. pass this emotional struggle. I mean, how long are you going to take my gay? I know. Well, I mean, some, I mean, at least he's honest about it and like, yeah, that's true. Is trying to like deal with it. Um, whereas <laughs> he's aware of it, which is the first step. Yeah. Whereas these other guys, I mean, Dento thinks he's going to go save Zora's domain on his own. <laughs> he's the, he's the, <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to pick up one shock arrow and trying to like, no, that's up. second. That's second. Wait. Second is the shock arrow guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what is Dento's in the shop, right? Dento's the workshop guy, yeah. But but he's one of the dudes when you go talk to him, he's like, Oh, you're the one who stole our princess. Right? Like he's one of he's those like, dudes who's just the Zora version of Rome over here trying to be the hero. Like Link, we get out of here. Yeah, Dento just doesn't like you when you first <laughs> come to talk to him. He okay. is an older, he is an older Zoro. He blames Link for stealing Mifa away. Right. And then he's like, if you don't have any tridents, don't talk to me again. <laughs> it's like, if you're not here for business, then you're not here. Just go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but that's, that's an attitude shared by a bunch of them. I think that's uh, Giotto's attitude too. It's like, I hate you, but ooh, is that a trident? Um, Giotto's a dude who actually uh, lost the trident off the edge. Right. I'm no, I'm thinking of Trello. Oh, there's five. There's five old Zora who hate Link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Giotto. Okay. To to be fair, Giotto and Trello are the same color and have like the same back problems. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in my defense, <laughs> the designs of these two characters are wildly similar. Um, but Trello. Uh, is is currently like he lost the trident off the edge of this Zora's domain, but at the same time he he despises Link too much to talk to him about it, and he's like, oh, isn't it the the Hylian who stole our princess? Blah blah blah. Like what? Like what are you even doing here? You need to, you know. Basically, all these all these Zora are just so bitter with get him out of here over what happened. And the thing is, you still don't remember exactly what happened yet. Um, my goodness, who was Giotto? Let's see. I have a lovely wiki know. pulled up, so I can actually just look stuff up when I don't know. Second, though, is is my personal favorite of all of them. Oh, uh, Giotto um, is the dude who actually gives you the Zora Stone Monument quest. He's a researcher. So he's in the back of the domain, and he is, like, reading one of the damaged monuments. Um and the first time you talk to him, he, he doesn't, at first he doesn't recognize you, but then he's like, oh, you're Link. And then he gets angry and gets mad about highly and stealing Princess Mifa, like the rest of them too. <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of Link resentment in this place. But yeah, but Sagan is also elderly. So I'm guessing we're up to six now. And I just totally miscounted when I said four originally. There's a, there's a number of them. 
Um, so yeah, we've talked about Dento. We've talked about Capson. We talked about Giotto and Trello. Um, so yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about Sagan. <laughs> so Sagan is the dude who's trying to save Zor's domain on his own and doesn't need no Hylian hero. Um, Get him out of he can't touch anything electric, so he's trying to pick up like one shock arrow. <laughs> And he's just like, you need to stay away. I need to train so that I can take on this, <laughs> this divine yeah. piece. And you can just pick up the arrow. <laughs> he's like, hey, that's mine. He's like, how dare you? I needed that for my training. He's like, on second thought, this probably was foolish. I probably shouldn't be trying to do this right now. Oh, my goodness. He's trying to be the Sasuke of the Zora out here to shock mm-hmm. himself until he can use electricity. Yeah. And the, the last one is Muzu, who is probably the most important one. Uh, because he's like advisor to the king. Um, and when we actually go to see King Dorfin, he's one of the main uh, people we have to convince to let us help. And he uh, is a grumpy old codger, let me tell you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of Ooh. the, yeah, I mean, of, of all the Zora that despise Link, like he is the the most vocal about it, the most influential Zora to have a say about it. Um, he is and, the Zorification of these feelings. Exactly. So yeah, we uh we make our way up to the king and we hear uh Prince Sidon's argument. Um wait, wait. let me let me bump in here with what Sidon says if you walk up when he doesn't expect you to be here. Because okay. he's not in the river. He's actually he's here. Uh and he you walk in and he says, uh The king isn't receiving visitors. I'll see you out immediately. <laughs> like he is very rude. He goes, Excuse me, the sir the king is not seeing any uh, guests, I'm gonna see you out immediately. Like, leave now. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Wait, hold on, let me get." Are you a Hylian? Oh, come please, please come in, come in. And he's like that. That's that's how fast it changes. He goes from "I'm gonna see you out right now, get out, no time for you" to "Oh no, come in, please, please. We have all the time in the kid over here. Come on, buddy." <laughs> like, I mean, it is on a dime. Such a sad thing to do. Yeah. I didn't know he could be that rude because if you never trigger that scene, you never see that rude side of him. I don't think throughout the whole game. Yeah, no, he's he's super cordial. He's actually um he has his little smile and wink with like a little sparkle in his teeth kind of thing <laughs> that he does. He's just um, in fact, it's almost like he's advertising himself to you uh, in terms of like, come help the Zora. It'll be an adventure. He was inspired you know? by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Exactly. He actually has the voice too. Um, I tried to whenever he wasn't voice acted and I was streaming, I was voice acting for him and I had to channel my inner Jojo <laughs> to like <laughs> to get it right because he he has like the slightest like English accent and it just kind of like plays into that. He almost sounds like it could be the same voice actor, but I'm not mm. I'm not sure. But um Um Did you guys know did you guys catch on to the naming conventions of the Zora yet? Well, I know Sidon is actually the name. It's actually a, a location that's listed in the Bible, but it's a, like a Middle Eastern city. That's um, it's actually like a shore city. It's it's known for being having fishermen, being of like like having fisheries. I think the hmm. name Sidon actually refers to that, like the. Like the word itself translates roughly to like fishery or something like that. Um, so I know that I know like he's got a like a name that basically just calls out that he's a fish. Um, but I mean, Dorfin that sounds like dorsal fin, right? 
Yeah. Muzu, I think, is like a sushi. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know uh, what, how they're all named, but I know a couple of them. Um, so, so some of them have a musical backtone. So there's a kid named Key. There's La Flat. There's Clef there from Trouble Clef. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of them have musical conventions. And I was sprawling around, and then I found this. So King Dorfin, Do Re, and then Mi Fa, and then Zora is Zola. Oh, wow. And then Sidon is Tido, but he's Sido. But I mean, I guess, I don't know, Japan. Well, so it's Do Re, Mi Fa, Zola, Tido, the royal family. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's right? actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would ever would have caught that. But that's really cool. <laughs> which um which is I don't know about the other that's ones. That's a callback to Majora's Mask too though, isn't it? Because think, it was yeah. like they were they were all musicians. Mm-hmm. Not that they had musical names, but like that was the whole point is that they were connected to music. Um so that's that's really cool. Um and that's really weird how they connected that to Sidon as well, because that that's straight up like you can look, His up, is kind look of... up the word Sidon, like meaning or translation or whatever, you know, just straight up like the first things you'll find is like, oh yeah, it's about fish. Ah. Fish. And Dorfin sound like I said, like it sounds like dorsal uh, all right. So they 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 did some they did some lexamancy here. Like they, they just did some like <laughs> wordsmithing for real, for real. Yeah. For um, sure. Oh, there's That's groove cool. too. There's groove. There is groove. I forgot <laughs> yeah, about groove. Yeah, yeah. Groove makes his way back here. He says he finally got the courage to jump off that tower. Um <laughs> and so now he's obsessed with diving. So when you get here, he wants to see to see your true form. And you can only see someone's <laughs> true form when they dive. He's like, when you get the ability to dive, come on back. Or when you get the, you know, ability to he, he basically said, You don't want to see it yet. He want, he wants to wait until you have the right equipment and then come back and show show me your dive. So that was um that was interesting. But uh but yeah, so we make our way up to King Dorfin. And if we did talk to Prince Sidon on our way here, um he basically uh you come up and he's like, "Oh, you must be the Hylian that Prince Sidon brought here." Like he straight up like recognizes you as a Hylian and then and then he realizes who you are after that. And he's like, "Oh, it's you." link basically so many memories um and of course you have no memories so you know of course <laughs> go back through that disappointment again um talks it's about not how be the last time either right and then it's not long into this conversation that muzu cuts in and <laughs> basically blames the hylians for for ruining hyrule <laughs> sure <laughs> how could you all of hyrule. ask help of these hylians when they are the ones that reawakened the machines that ganon took and destroyed the place with and killed me for exactly how can you forgive him and ask for his help i don't understand my lord yeah that's <laughs> and link's just like really? come on man. <laughs> come sure. on i'm here to help man <laughs> i don't even remember who you are come on <laughs> um and unfortunately you don't even remember mifa like that's just that's something that link is dealing with is like everyone's like mad about what happened to mifa and you're just kind of like mifa who <laughs> like, <laughs> like what you mean <laughs> um and yeah so 
so since all this happened back in the day, uh, the divine beast has gone wild and they've just had relentless rain, um, which is one of those things where according to the monuments, um, Zora's domain used to have one major rainstorm like every hundred years or something or every 10 years, every 10 years, they would get this crazy rainstorm that would flood the entire area. And so they built this East reservoir Lake to catch all that flood water so that they wouldn't just like destroy the domain every 10 years. Um, and now instead of that, and then like, ironically, they put the divine beast in that reservoir. <laughs> and now that divine beast is just constantly spraying water that will just infinitely spray because that's something the divine beast can do is just generate water. Um, and they're all at risk of, of having another major flood. Um, yeah. At first they say, you know, we don't really think it's a problem because water and air are the same to us, but in a few more weeks or so, the entire thing might just burst and everybody down river is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like at, we, we could get washed down river. The water's going to go down, destroy most of Hyrule. Like this, just the whole, the whole world's going to get flooded. <laughs> if this doesn't stop, it's like, Oh, cool story. So, yeah, so they, they're trying to figure out a plan to stop this before it all happens. And uh Sidon's idea is let's get a Hylian. This thing has electric electricity powers, which uh, for Azora is pretty deadly. Um, even though we swim in the same water as, as electric Lizalfos, like all the time, <laughs> uh, we can't get close to it because we can't deal with that. Um, but a Hylian is apparently more shock resistant. I don't, yeah, I don't pretty know. Much. It, it, there's a there's a really funny spot in this where if you go to the shop, you can run into this um Goron who made his way yes. up Zora's River. Um, but then when he finally got there, Sidon was finally like, wait a minute, you're way too heavy. <laughs> like you you won't work for this next part of the plant. Um like he is he is hundred percent shock resistant, but also impractical to use in this setting. So, <laughs> um that was I thought that was humorous. And if he ever fell into that water on accident, rest oh. in peace, Goron. Mm. Sink to the bottom and that's it. Yeah, Gorons ain't made for the water. No. Unless it's a hot spring. Mm-hmm. Or it's thick water. <laughs> thick water? Thick water. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see thick water? It's a real thing. I have seen thick water, I know. <laughs> I think the Goron would be fine. Mm-hmm. Ah, goodness. All right. So, yeah, so, so King's about the plan. Sidon's about the plan. Muzu is not about the plan. And they decide before we do this plan, we got to get Muzu on board. I don't know why, but well, before that, the King, King gives you the, uh, the piece that Mifa made for you, the Zora chess piece. And that's where Muzu finally goes overboard. King, I can't believe you would give our most sacred treasure that was made by Mifa herself for her one true love to this random Hylian that's coming to help us in our time of need. And we don't want it because we hate them, right? Right? Yeah, I'm leaving. I don't understand. I'm gonna... And he's out. The the Muzu impressions are on point. I just want to stop. (laughs) They are. This is fantastic. Because this makes... Clearly you had some passion playing that part (laughs) and some feelings towards Muzu. (laughs) You yeah. can just hear him, hear his voice in my head le- reading his dialogue and just how upset he's getting. Yeah. Just like pounding his, fit, his foot into the ground. So um, we have to go chase Muzu down because he like storms out. He's all mad. And um, so Sidon suggests that we go try to talk to him again. Um, and we end up meeting him 
by a statue of Mipho. Mm-hmm. Um, this statue was put up in her honor because, you know, she, uh, I mean, as the story goes, she lost her life um, during the, the Great Calamity back in the day. And, and it was uh, all Link's fault. And it's all Link's fault, according to Mo Zora. Yep, 100%. Uh, because it seems like she wouldn't have joined the effort had it not been for the fact that Link was a part of it. Um, but I think that's lore we don't even get in this part of the story. I don't think we get that part of the story until later. Um, I think that's like DLC type type content, which yeah, we'll get, we'll get to eventually. But um, but that it kind of explains that whole reason why they all blame Link for this, even though she was part of a team that included way more than just him. Um, but uh, so you go back and you can actually get a memory from the statue uh, of Mifa. You guys remember that? Uh, it's memory? where Link and Mifa are sitting on top of uh, Ruda's, uh, what do you, the trunk, like the tip of the trunk. And she's like, uh, remember, Link, when we were children and I would always be willing to heal you. Maybe once you're done fighting, we could spend some more time together. Yeah. That's basically the gist of it. She's healing his wound, talking about how she always did, how she cares about him. And when she's, he's done fighting, she wants to spend time with him again, like when they were kids. It was yeah. cute. So one of the one of the things Mifa was known for was her incredible healing powers. Um, I guess it was not uncommon for her to heal Hylian soldiers and Zora soldiers alike. Like anybody who was part of a war effort, part of a royal guard, anything like if they were hurt, uh, Mifa was like the most renowned healer. Of Such a Zora. caring soul. Yeah. Um, so like that falls right into her character of like this is this is kind of who she was to link to. I mean, she's more than a healer. I mean, as you'll see, the the um the significance of the the armor. Um, then this again comes from one of the stone monuments. Um, there was this uh big story of the the miracle of the white scale. Um, and ba- basically, there was a king at war. Um, and the only reason he was able to survive a situation is because um someone near and dear to him gave him one of these armors and it had a white scale on it and it reflected light into his enemy's eyes and stunned them for a minute so he was able to like get out of a situation that he otherwise would have died in really yeah that's where the hmm. whole tradition came from light yep. reflection yeah but i mean the white scale was part of like is the scale that came off of the zora that gave it to him so like it's like this big meaningful uh, connection thing super symbology so so now White white scale like isn't even part of the equation anymore. Now it's just like the tradition is that when Azora is going to propose, right? Like they they make a set of armor for the person that they're going to propose to. So this armor fits Link perfectly, and it's one of the things that's actually the, it's the biggest piece of evidence that actually convinces Muzu that you didn't manipulate. Mifa in any way to join this war effort. She went by choice because you two actually had a strong connection. Um, and so like, it's kind of, it's a little funny though, isn't it? Like to give somebody battle armor. I care so much about you. I want you to be safe in combat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, whatever. It's just a little weird. Elven stuff, man. I don't have to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Elves are all about their training and archery and stuff. So, this is just combat. Yeah. So that that little piece of like, oh, he might actually be okay happens right before that memory that we talked about. Um, 
So then after you remember Mifa, that's even better because then he's like, okay, well, now you remember her. Now you like understand and looks like you got the armor and there's no denying it anymore. Um, And then Muzu looks over at you and he's like, where are you looking staring off into nowhere? Oh, you just happen to remember right now? Yes. Most, oh, it's yes. so consistent. I remember. I love yeah. that part. It's like, you couldn't have been a better time for you to remember that, eh? Hmm? Hmm? So, I don't think so. So, so then um, he suggests, okay, well, if you're going to do this mission, you're going to need some shock arrows. And I can tell you the best place to get shock arrows, it's uh, you got to go fight a Lionel up on a cliff. So, I mean, there might be a little bit of go prove yourself-ism going on here with Musu. Um but at the same time uh you get sent I mean this is an optional mission. If you have the shock arrows already, you don't even got to worry about it. Um but I did it. Um one thing I one tip I'll give is uh if you're going to go up on this cliff and and either sneak around and try to get these shock arrows or if you're going to fight the Lionel or if you're going to um whatever like it's just a you have to climb a mountain kind of to the northeast of Zora's domain um shatterback point right something like that mm-hmm. the tip i'll give is take a picture before you fight it if you're gonna fight it if you're, even if you're not gonna fight it get a picture um it'll score you another piece of zora armor if you do uh because there oh. isn't a side quest that you can get in this place after all of this other stuff we're talking about is said and done um, where somebody wants you to go get a picture of a red main Lionel, and the one up on the cliff just happens to be a red main Lionel. <laughs> um, yeah. and if you do that, they will um they will give you the pants, the Zora armor, Greaves. So, mm. uh, just a just a tip. <laughs> um, I don't if know you if I ever knew that. Yeah. So, uh, so just another reason to go do this mission because it it just helps you in the long run. Uh, also, I I have to if go you do, do go up there, what's up? I say, if you do go up there to fight the Lionel, you get in like the perfect position to jump off the top of that cliff and get right down to where Sidon's waiting for you to start the event. Puts you in a oh, perfect yeah. spot. It's like a jump at your own risk sign or something like that. And they might even want to be like, "Don't jump." There was some kind of story about somebody who was up there convincing people to jump off that for some reason. No. I don't. I don't remember all the details of that, but it was kind Reservoir of Reservoir like, jumping. Woo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I uh since I used the amiibos, I already had probably like over a hundred shock arrows. <laughs> so I I got done talking to Muzu and Sidon, and then I um, they were like, Come back to us once you're done with the shock arrows. And so I immediately talked to them again and Sidon's like, Wow, Link. I'm so happy I found you. You're even better than I thought you were. <laughs> and he gave you this seal of, and I was just dying. Yeah. <laughs> Sidon's the best. So, <laughs> so we meet back up with Sidon with our shock arrows. And Which uh, I think I had 59 by the time I got done taking all the ones off that line. <laughs> there gives you, you a there lot. You, there you go. Yeah, no, you don't. I mean, it sounds like you didn't even have to do that. Then. <laughs> no, I looked before I went up there. I had like, 11 or 12. And then by the time I got done up there, getting all the ones off the trees and the Lionel, I had 59. Oh, uh, I, 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 I don't know how that many. I don't, it didn't, it didn't seem like I got that many. Maybe the Lionel dropped like 10 and I got lucky or something. I didn't even yeah. realize, but yeah. Cause normally I, I, I mean, he will drop, 
a chunk. Like he'll drop like a set of arrows, like a shock arrows. Um, but I remember there's enough on the trees to get up to 20. Like if you started at zero, there's at least 20 just in the trees. Um, yeah. And then there's a couple on the ground. There's a couple on rocks. Yeah. There's just a bunch. They're like, this dude's just been doing target practice on the terrain around him while he was bored up there. Pretty much. It's very convenient for you. And if, if you try to range fight him he, in the battle, he will fire shock arrows at oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lionels are no and joke. Like they, they It's don't the worst thing around. to do. You want to not get, let him take his bow out. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the, like, I remember the, one of the first times I tried to fight a Lionel. The first time I ever played the game, I went over to the Pharaon region. And the first Lionel I found was up on a big plateau. Like I walked, I was climbing up a couple of cliff sides and I came across the Hinox. And then one platform up from the Hinox was a Lionel. And it was the first time I saw a Lionel. I was like, all right. So I just went past one mini boss and found what it seems to be an even scarier mini boss. Cause I didn't realize these things were all over the map and I didn't, this was like first time playing. Like I'm just remembering how this went. And so I engaged <laughs> this Lionel <laughs> like a fool. And um, one of the things, like, it was just doing so much damage. I was like, you know what? I just need to, like, survey what is going on, how to do it. Like, maybe I can maybe I can get some distance here. So I climbed a tree. Not a good idea. <laughs> the dude shot arrows <laughs> into the sky, and I got orbital struck <laughs> by shock arrows. And I was like, all right. I think I just I need to regroup and try again some other time. I, I have a story I, I want for this. I have an OG story from my first time playing. You reminded me of Fonz, or my first run in with the Lionel was the Coliseum, like right next to um, the plateau. When you jump off, is one of the first places I ever went when I started playing this game, and it's like really high level enemies there. You got moblins that are multiple colors already, like straight off the bat, and at the bottom in the middle is a Lionel. And he did that orbital strike on me, except even worse, they went through like three layers of the Coliseum to hit me and finish me off because I was standing underneath something figuring, oh, they probably can't go through five (laughs) layers of walls and floor. And the game's like, collision with these arrows. What is that? And it just shot right down to my character and killed me. I'm like, okay. They'll collide when they're ready to collide, okay? (laughs) Exactly. That Lionel can just transpose matter itself. Yeah, so if you think you can like hold a metal box above your head or something, stop those arrows through any means, you cannot. They will go through physical matter and hit you. It's great. There you go. <laughs> Savage. So just don't let them get out their boat. <laughs> yeah, you want to you wanna fight these things head on. You don't want to. Even though it is kind of scary. Because yeah. they're big and they're out there and they're going <laughs> like dark nuts. Basically. So yeah, Podcast. So, so we get our arrows, we meet up with Sidon, and he's like, are you ready, son? And you're like, yeah, boy. And then you, uh, he's like, get on hmm. my back. And I'm like, all right. So then we, we go riding off into the sunset to go fight this divine <laughs> beast. And my dude, my dude has a motor. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just, he's basically like riding a ski <laughs> like just <laughs> zipping around the spot. Zooming. Um, and he's like, so when we get up there, the thing's probably going to shoot some stuff at us, like some ice or whatever, and you gotta you gotta figure out how to break that, and then we're gonna get close, and you gotta shoot the, shoot the red spots with your shock arrows. And I'm like, all right, bet. So we go flying up. I'm like, this is like the most intense thing ever. I get out my cryonis, so that when the ice blocks are floating towards me, I can just shatter them, like do the ch ch ch, like that kind of deal. 
Because you can shoot them down with arrows if you want, but that's a waste of arrows. Lame. You have a you have a rune that can do this job. Wait, what rune does it? Cryonis. Because it makes ice blocks, but it can also shatter ice blocks. Oh, I didn't even Oh right? no. <laughs> what? Because this was my this yeah. was my part where I ran out of arrows and had to shoot fire arrows at the blocks because I didn't know there was another way to destroy them. Yeah. Oh. This um however this was, this was something that I learned not when I played it the first time. Trust me. Like I I was listening to some other podcast and they mentioned this. Because when you're fighting the boss of this area, they also have ice blocks that you can shatter with Cryonis. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, are you serious? (laughs) You can just do that? How did I not know this? I shattered those things with Cryonis a totally different way. (laughs) By making one appear in the way of it. And then it collided with it. Yeah, you Ah. can do that too. However, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the second stage of this where the ice blocks start trailing behind you in the water, you can just drop a bomb and explode it in the water behind you and easy way to take those out. Oh, nice. I didn't know that one. I just did cryonis on everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so you can, like, shatter the ice. Sidon will get you real close. Um, and then you can swim up the waterfall because that's one of the things that the magic shirt that you got from Mifa um, can do is it can let you swim up waterfalls. So um, you'll shoot up the waterfalls that are coming off of this divine beast, and it'll fly you up into the air, and then you just got to land one shock arrow into these big red glowing targets, basically. Um, the first time I went up, I shot one drift, and like it, it went down immediately, which I was actually surprised about, because I was like, I do not remember this being this fast. And I glided over the other one and shot the second one. So I got two, like a twofer on my first go. And when I fell back down, I got back on side on and he didn't seem to know that I got two. <laughs> so he went to the other waterfall on the same side of the divine beast. And I went up again and I'm like, what else is there to shoot? So I went and like, you know, it has like red lights that aren't targets along its side. And then I'm shooting a couple of shock arrows at it, just trying to figure out like, am I supposed to shoot this? Am I supposed to shoot that? Like, why did side on bring me here? And I was like, he brought me here because I'm a, I'm a step ahead of him. And he doesn't know that. So, so I went back down, got on him again, and he finally swam around to the other side, and we got the other two targets right away. And it, it was like the whole battle was maybe forty-five seconds long. It was, it was silly. You know, you might have been able to abuse that even more. And as soon as you popped up the second waterfall, you could have probably like glided over to the other side of him and just shot the other two with shock arrows and totally avoided the second part of the encounter whatsoever. So, because that's what speedrunners do. That they will. They'll take uh, extra stamina things like Anthony's super stamina carrot stuff and they'll go up and they'll shoot two and then they'll glide to the other side and they'll shoot the other two and they'll do it all in just one cycle. Yeah, so that's exactly what I tried to do. I cleared a side out. I still had... I had half a side left and I glided over to the other side. I shot the last like the leftmost side because it was farther away and I knew that if I just turn, I'll be able to hit the, the one right here. But I, I guess I missed the one that was farther away and I fell back down and an ice block like, basically Sidon comes to pick you up and then as I was going, I guess the ice blocks, they were like confused or something because I had gone to the other side. So I think they already s- got set up. So I got pelted with like three or four ice blocks. Before I could get the, to get to you, 
Yeah, before I could like get the stupid uh, cryonis out, and it was not fun. But <laughs> yeah, it it probably took around forty five seconds for the whole thing. Yeah. That that energizing wild greens, man. For such a for such a cool battle, it's actually kind of upsetting how fast it goes. Like this is one of the most fun lead ups to a divine beast. Um, and for it to be such a short encounter, like I feel like they could have done so much more with this, but it is what it is. I mean, I I wish there was like a mini game afterwards where you just get to like do like Sidon's arrow course or something. You know, <laughs> like it's just is a really it's like it, it reminds me of um like uh Sly Cooper, like the third one, Sly Three. Where you mm-hmm. would just get random mini games as part of the story, and then you'd never see them again afterwards. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I really like that. It was a lot of fun. Like, why do we have to never see it again? But um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a once in a gameplay moment that you get. It probably is the funnest pre-divine beast thing too. Thinking about all of them. Yeah, I didn't mind Va Nabori's. Yeah, yeah, that's no, probably that's, the second. That's the second. Yeah, that, I was gonna say that's like the <laughs> other good one. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's and we're not gonna talk about that salamander. No, that mm. one's the worst by far. Mm. Um, but yeah, we make it into the divine beast Varuta. Um, and the fun time. thing about divine beast Varuta is that you can control its trunk when you get the the map ability. You gotta get like, the map first, though. I know. It's I know. one room away. It is one room away. You got to do some little puzzles and do it. I don't want to do a walkthrough of it. If I'm being honest, nah. <laughs> there's five switches you got to get. There's a, there's a, there's a trunk aperture that you can uh, move around. Then it, is it just me or like water gets sprayed on the map. And that's kind of like the main, just, there's just cool things you got to do. Like you got to get up on the trunk to get one, but then there's another one. You got to jump off of the trunk when it's in a position above it in order to get into it. Yeah. So there's just a lot of cool things. You got to know how to make the trunk get you to where you need to get. And also take advantage of the water to make things move and put out fire. It's just, it's really cool. I really like how they did this. This is like no other dungeon in any Zelda game with how you manually control a part of it. Yeah. To solve it. Right. Yeah. I I like that. Yeah. As an introduction to Divine Beast, it's very, it's very good. Like, I I do like that, the, like, this is one of the most, um, like, uh, what's the word? Variable (laughs) controlled divine beast like it has so many settings you can put it at you can um, really that, play that around that trunk with the trunk has like i don't know what like eight different angles you can set it to yeah probably eight to ten yeah and um and for for certain puzzles you need to set it at a very specific angle or like catch the stream at a certain part in its motion so there's a lot of um there's a lot of cool mechanics just tied to it um is it just me though it is very cool but did this dungeon just feel like it did not take that much time i don't know if it's because we've done this once already but going through the first time in this game i remember being stuck here trying to find the angles of the trunk forever and then i I walked in here like i own the place and it was my (laughs) divine beast and i was just coming home because i finished it in like 20 minutes yeah no it, it for sure is easier the second time the first time i ever did this i did not realize that i had control over the trunk yeah it took me a while so like I don't remember anything in the game specifically saying like it, it, it might have even said like go get the map and the controls or something like that 
Um, and then it was like, oh, you can use the map to find where all these switches are. And I'm like, okay, great. But if you don't see that there's like a, the map has like an instruction that you can like reset the trunk and do stuff while you're looking at the map. Like it, I, it took me a long time to realize I could do anything to this dungeon. So I was just kind of like running in circles trying to figure out like, how do I get to this switch? Like, what am I supposed to do? Why won't this thing turn? Why won't blah, blah, blah. And like, eventually it was like, oh, there's a control here. And then everything kind of opened up and it still took me a little while. This time I knew what to expect. So when I got in, it was just, yeah, game, game, game over. Like it was, it was very fast. From mm. from meeting Sidon to like beating the boss, I think took maybe forty minutes. Like the whole thing was very fast. Yeah, I pretty much sped through too. I did miss one of the. There's a chest going around the big wheel that's got an eyeball kind of corrupting it. You got to blow off it. Uh, it's the one chest I decided to skip because I saw it, but I was also like, I just kind of want to get through this. And I think there's mm, just a weapon in it. Yeah, you bring up a good detail. Um, there's malice everywhere. Like this is this is definitely like a Sheikah tech thing i mean it's a divine beast like you you kind of it's reminiscent of shrines when you get inside um a lot of the same like brownish uh like it look it almost looks like some kind of ceramic but it has lights in it and stuff like that yeah, you know like blue lights tile flooring stuff or like what that. should be blue lights yeah and all around is um this purple ooze and every once in a while you'll see like an eyeball or you'll even see a mouth that'll like spit out like Stalfos heads and stuff like that. Yeah, floating Stalfos heads. They come over to you and they just kind of, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> right. They like spit out, like basically what would be called a bubble in a different game. Except you can clearly see it's like Bacoblins and Moblin skeleton heads, you know? like With it's, just yeah. like some dark energy around it, letting it float somehow. Yeah. One arrow takes it out. And so this is like supposed to be signi uh, signifying like the corruption from from Ganon. Like, this is part of the clan. So you know what I like, felt? This is malice taking over this divine beast. What'd you say, Ant? I felt like it reminded me of the evil that Ganon from Ocarina of Time spread around, like how he infected the Deku Tree and all the other regions with his evil, or, in, you know, his minions, except in this game it's malice, because he's, you know... Yeah. Like a spirit kind of yeah, somehow. like a giant purple energy over Hyrule Castle, for sure. And um, the final thing that we come up to, I mean, once we once we go through and we clear out the malice that we need to, um, we hit these five it's water switches. Blade. Yeah, we get to uh the, the final control center that we can like reactivate, and as we go to do it, we are confronted with Water Blight Ganon. And before we get there, didn't Mifa talk to us at all when we were in here? I'm pretty she, sure she every, said some things. Every stop along the way. Once you Yeah, we never beast. mentioned that, but... Sorry. So, yeah. when we Link, first there's two more control panels. <laughs> she's the one who originally tells you to, to turn on the beast in the first place. Like, to go... It's new Navi. <laughs> um, and then as you hit each switch, she'll tell you... Like, she's the one who tells you about the map. She's the one who tells you every after every switch that there are how many more switches there are to go and that you're doing great. <laughs> like <laughs> has some encouragement for you. Keep it up, Link. Um, and then when you're done with those with those five, there's the main switch at the end. And that main switch uh, you know, ends up being 
where water blight Ganon is. I think she even says that this is like to be careful, and this is the <clears throat> beast that yeah. caused her demise. Yeah, hundred years ago. So, yeah, we get into this uh, this fight. And um, the first phase is mad easy mm-hmm. <laughs> because because we have a floor. <laughs> I, do never, a backflip. Do a backflip anywhere you want. <laughs> Pick a spot in the room. You can backflip there. It's great. Um, and it's a it's a pretty straightforward fight. Like I don't even know how to describe the guy. I mean, a big red maned humanoid ish figure, but without legs. It just kind of floats from the torso up. You know. And has a big old spear axe thing that it likes to use. Did you guys know that Link can move faster than the speed of light? Because this is one of the few moments in the game where you can be so far away from the enemy that you're dodging. That when you dodge from the tip of his sword, when it's like he extends it and does a massive sweep. And if you're at the very tip of it and you do a backflip and you get that event and you hit the button, Link will in an instant be from like... 20 to 40 feet away to right in his face swinging immediately. Link just teleports yeah, over that, to him. And that, starts fl- that flurry rush is a um, it's a superpower, <laughs> man. Yeah, it really is. That's, that's like he nice. channels his Superman speed for like a fraction of a second. He's like Shaggy showing off his Ultra Instinct just briefly. <laughs> it's, it's why it's his, <laughs> it's his smash move in, in uh, Smash Bros. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so did you guys get hit at all in this fight? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, why? Yeah, so <laughs> you would have died in master mode. Hey, he just I had fairies. Kills though. You, you got it. You got to eat that tough stuff, man. He kills you. Tough, <laughs> tough, tough wild. Game. I had, I had, I had armor mushrooms, armored mushroom on a stake or on a stick or something, and yeah, no, he kills you. I have six hearts. I I feel like I'm doing all right with six hearts. Um, yeah, no, even with the armor, he one-shots me. So, I was even wearing Fierce Deity set, which <laughs> doesn't really give you much defense, but, um, yeah, no, he, he was brutal. I learned then and there how to dodge really well <laughs> <laughs> to beat him. You had to, had to Dark Souls it? Yeah. I felt like Gohan and, and, uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. Just, I, I probably died like eight times, and by the end of it, I'm just mentally telling myself, dodge! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but once we get him to about a, a third to a half health, somewhere in there. I think it's exactly half. Exactly half. All right. We we trigger phase two. Because all, all bosses in modern video games have, <laughs> have multiple phases. <laughs> um, and phase two, the room fills up with water, and you get four platforms. Um. And everywhere else, uh, you have to swim, which is, you know, why you want the Zora armor. Um, and for this part, uh, I mean, there's different methods you can use. He'll send ice at you and you can like break it with the cryonis. Um, my favorite thing is to just try to shoot him in the eye. So he falls down and then go over to his platform and start swinging. Um, but there are things you can, cause I, I, I tried doing Flurry Rush because you can do it. A couple of his moves that he'll try to attack you with with his spear from across the room, you can dodge and activate a Flurry Rush. But once you start crossing water with that, for some reason, Link would just get stuck and fall in the water. So that did not work for me that way. But Yeah. And I, I got think... really... Un... Oh, oh God. Go on. Okay. I got really unlucky for a few phases of that fight because 
every time I was knocking him in the eye, he would fall in the water. Oh, yeah. There was just nothing I could do. Just absolutely not. I just had to wait for him to get up and knock him back in the eye, and it was so annoying. It was the cause of many out deaths. Of like a knight's bow. <laughs> Best way to damage him. I think my favorite strat, and I learned it from watching uh, speedruns, is to just put Cryonis like next to a platform, hop onto it, climb it, jump off, just so you can activate bullet or uh, arrow timer or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and then you just shoot him in the eye three times while you're slow mo falling from like twenty feet up. Hmm. And you just rinse and repeat that with the strongest arrow you have, and you'll beat him in no time. Nice. Should try that. Um. So yeah. So we we uh we get our vengeance. For Mifa. Vengeance. No, it's more like uh, we, we basically, we cleanse the evil out of this divine beast. and uh, basically, but we totally avenged her as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we freed her from this area. Apparently she was like trapped within this divine beast um, in spirit form, I guess. After Crazy Calamity done, Ganon can block the soul itself. Yeah, because she, after you're done defeating Calamity Ganon, she actually, like her spirit appears to you. Um, and decides, you know, basically she, like, thanks you for what you did. And, and, uh, I think she even has like a moment where she, like, she, re- she reminisces a little bit and looks at Sora's domain and has some questions about like, I hope my family's doing okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she says, I wish I could see my father even just one more time. Was it like the last line she says? I felt kind of sad. I was like, oh yeah. Right. Um, so it's this, it's this very touching moment. And, um, what you get is, uh, this ability called Mipha's grace. Like she basically says, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to roll with you basically. Um, like I'm going to, I'm going to lend you my healing abilities. The ones that, you know, you were used to seeing when I was alive, like that, you know, I, when I would heal the soldiers and heal you specifically. I'm um, possessing you now. So, well, in a, in a way, I mean, you're kind of like. This is the first of, I mean, uh, spoilers, first of four <laughs> of the champion. I mean, he's not a spoiler. We know there are four champions, but um, each one is going to highlight a different kind of relationship with Link. It kind of goes back to our Ocarina days of like each character has their own relationship and the implications of it. Um, Mifa is, uh, I, I'll throw it out there, spousal. I mean, she was going to propose to Link. Like there's a implied like, closeness between the two of them and the concept here is that it's a healing kind of relationship like lincoln go to mifa for healing um it's yeah i like that it's a kind caring loving relationship and basically what the ability does is when link falls she picks him back up with like a boost over and over again whenever he falls she's there to pick him up as long as it's been at least 10 minutes okay we're not to sock it crazy here <laughs> Right. There's a, there's a, there's a, oh, uh, a recharge on that. But it, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, that's, that's the result of this, of, of this part of the game. I mean, like you get, you basically are restored to that relationship and get that same benefit. Um, so it's a, it's a really cool symbolic thing. You kind of, I mean, even when you go back to the king, he's like, you know, he, he's like, oh, like you, you did it. Like you sit, you know, you stopped the divine beast. Like, this is amazing. Like, thank you for doing this for our people. Um, and he's like, did you, did you happen to see Mifa or find Mifa or whatever? And the, the response you actually get to say is that you're together now. You basically say Mifa and I are together now, like as in to explain to the king, oh yeah, like actually her spirit is going to help me with the rest of this journey. <laughs> so kind of a weird, weird lore point, but, um, 
it's uh i think that it's really good like it's really like poetically like it's it's really nice i think that when we get to the other champions you'll see that they're all kind of familial relationships um and it's one of the cooler things about this game is that it it has that undertone um but i mean obviously we'll talk more about it when we get there so this is the first one we get and instead of like um I was like the first member of like a found family that you had back in the day. Um, and this is uh, this is also the first time we get to see the divine beast once it's freed, uh, kind of climb up to a high point and shoot its concentrated laser over at the castle to yeah. suck out some of Ganon's power to allow Link an easier time fighting it. Yeah, it's got like a targeting laser, right? I mean, that's what I always thought yeah. of it as a big targeting it's like a laser, purple <laughs> targeting laser. Yeah, goes right over at the divine beast, or right at over at um, Hyrule Castle. Hyrule Castle. And um, so it's like locked and loaded, man. <laughs> a la font. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna make some noise. And uh, unfortunately for me and Fonz, this is probably going to be the most useless of the uh, grace or the uh, divine beast oh. abilities to get. <laughs> However, I think for Anthony, this might be one of the best ones to get. I've already used it many, many times I've, because many I've, things one shot me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've used mine many times, too. <laughs> Um, specifically against like guardians, because they'll they'll one shot oh, yeah. you if you don't time your parry right. And Mifa's always there to be like, "You got this. <laughs> Get back up. <laughs> Put your shield back up, dragon." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> great." Round two. So it's good stuff. I mean, now that we go back, um, most of the curmudgeons are are friendly <laughs> because you you saved the day and you now have evidence of having you know actually been friends with Mifa and not just been like the Hylian that stole her away. You have um, proven yourself. Yeah. So you can do some other side missions around this area. You can get um you can actually get the helmet. I think I had the helmet before I went to the Divine Beast, but you can get the helmet, you get the, the greaves for the to make the full Sora set. Uh each one does its own thing, which is kind of cool. Um like the whole set will get you like uh, I think like the the helmet gives you like a dash like a spin dash, like when you go in the water you can actually like have an attack for when you're swimming, um and I think the greaves uh reduce the stamina that it takes to swim around, something like that or reduces the stamina mm. on dashes specifically like there's some, and like, then eventually when we upgrade the whole set it just flat out increases our swimming speed I think right I think so yeah. So it's, um, or it might be the other way around. It might be the legs or swimming speed, and then the stamina reduction is like when you get the set bonus. But I don't remember now how that all plays out. But they're all pretty worth it. Good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like having this full set, whenever I know I'm going to be swimming, I just throw on the set, and it just makes life a whole lot easier. It's um, the only armor that gives you any water buffs whatsoever in the game. Right. Which yeah. would make sense. Yeah, Zora, Zora, Zora armor, Zora tunics, they all tend to do that kind of thing. The flippers. <laughs> the flippers. From the 500 the past, rupee you know. flippers. It's all it's all culminated in this uh, one set of armor. Um, what up? Fairly certain the Varuta headpiece gives you, I believe, the same effects as one of the Zora armors. It's it's either swim speed up or, I I think it's actually swim speed up. I don't think it's the waterfall thing. No, the waterfall thing you get from the shirt. Yeah, the chest yeah. piece. That's very yeah. specific to only that. Yeah. 
So they each they each give a different that the facet. Thing would of, increase um, like glide speed instead of swim speed. Glide speed. I mean, if such a thing. I mean, glide speed is a thing. If you watch speed runs and you see people shoot themselves at a million miles an hour, you do keep all that speed the entire time you're gliding. But I don't think there's actually any buffs to it in the game itself to allow you to glide faster. But if there was, it should be on a Rudo piece, right? Because they're all about flying and speed. A Rudo? No, I said Varuta. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just checked. I'm left field. How's it going? Maybe someone will hit the ball over here something. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's swim speed up. I just, I just found it. Okay. I have it. Which I got it from the, the amiibo. Attack? Is that the greaves that give you the dash attack? Or oh wait, what is it you're talking about? <laughs> the Varuta helmet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is this yeah. like a DLC item? No, you no. just—it's in the game. You just need the amiibos to get it. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually used that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like the way it looks. It's just a little like, it's like a little mini. Varuta helmet. It's it's the whole ears and the the long trunk. It looks ridiculous, but I love wearing it. <laughs> it sounds great, actually. It is. I'll show you a picture of it. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll try to throw one up on the. Video. <laughs> uh, but you can also do the light scale trident too. You can get that. Yeah, and yeah, repair well, it finally. Yeah, I think you. I think you just get it outright after this. Like if you talk to the king, I think he's one of his next gift is the light scale trident. Um, I might be thinking it might be from Sidon. I don't remember who actually gives it to you. Yeah, um, one of them. But uh, this is significant again. Like going back to our uh memories thing, our stone tablets. Um, one of them actually talks about the light scale trident. It was a gift to Mifa when she like it was basically a um, like she was born and it was like a a, a birthday present, right? Um. So she she had this light scale trident since the day she was born. Um, and there's a whole story about after she passed away in the Calamity, um, I guess her voice came from the trident or something and basically said, like, me and this trident are one. So is is like this big symbolic. I don't I don't know if the story is like embellished at all on this uh this monument, but it um It also says I mean, I feel like it wasn't because the description of the item says her spearmanship, although she excelled in healing, her spearmanship was in a class all of its own. So yeah. it would well, just further is, that. Like the reason I don't love the idea of her and the light scale trident being one is because the thing can break. Um and then you have to go repair it. <laughs> and like and also you and Mifa are one kinda. So like it's like, okay, are you with me or are you with the Trident? Like what's what's going on here? And if mm-hmm. I shatter the Trident, like what does that mean? So it's it's very challenging <laughs> to to think about. <laughs> and I just don't like it for that reason. But technically it's in the lore of the game. Like she's one with the Trident, she's one with you, and you just have to deal with that. So um so I think that's my hesitation there, but uh yeah, that's um that's one of the monument texts that talks about the significance of the trident. Um Yeah. So uh there's some other cool lore around this area. I mean there's a um ceremonial trident, there's like a, a champion festival that um where they use the ceremonial, which is like a replica of the light scale trident. Um and basically they th- throw it down a waterfall or something to 
It's it's like a whole it's a whole thing, okay? Like there's it's like it's just a ceremony that they do with this trident. They don't use the real one, they use the replica. Um and this story of the light scale trident it drifted down Zora's river after um after the calamity, like after Mifa was was you know, killed in the calamity. And um so as a as a part of the ceremony, they send this trident down well, not down the river, but down this waterfall, um, kind of to the west of Zora's domain is where they do this. Um, and it's actually a shrine quest for you. Like one of the kids sings about it, um, gives you the hint to go do it and ends up being a shrine quest. You go and you do like a jump attack with the, with the actual light scale trident. Um, you do a jump attack from above, like you have to glide down off the waterfall, do a jump attack onto this little shrine platform and it'll actually activate the shrine and you can go do that. So that's pretty cool. I thought that was going to be some Zora armor. It was not. <laughs> it was uh you get like like a like a gold rupee or something like that inside and it's just a blessing shrine. So it's kind of cool. But that uh I think that's the last bit that I really wanted to talk about in terms of Zora's domain proper. Um but there are a couple of other cool monuments. Um Namely, there's there's a monument that talks about the dude who actually sculpted the monuments. There's the monument about Princess Rudo, just talks about how she was a sage that ended up helping the champion of her time um, defeat the darkness that was going to threaten Hyrule. Um, and so uh, they talk about how Varudo was was named in honor of that princess, um, which is pretty cool. Then there's a couple of stories that you can run into. One is of um, King Dorfin just like fighting a guardian that made its way to Zora's domain. What a boss. I know. Um, I, I mean, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this story is that clearly not many guardians have made their way to Zora's domain, probably because it's all rainy and wet and not good for guardians. Um, but one, I guess at some point, did make it all the way up to the domain and King Dorfin just took it on. Um, end up getting a big old scar on his forehead. And that's that scar that you see when you meet him. Hmm. That's from a guardian. Um, uh, there's another story about Prince Sidon taking on a giant Octorok. He actually got eaten by the Octorok and then speared his way back out of it. <laughs> which I remember that one, which uh, I guess is, isn't normal. Most of the time when Azura gets eaten by a giant Octorok, that's just, that's game over. <laughs> but, but Sidon was the only one to spear his way back out. Um, so He's that, a beast. That was an interesting, interesting little thing. And then the, these, the, I mean, these monuments is also where it talks about how the domain is made out of one giant um, piece of material, just kind of carved out of the stone. Um, which is interesting. I think there's a there's a character in the domain named Franck. If I got that right, and, mm -hmm. Fran and Franck is trying to like repair part of it, so he asks you for luminous stones. Um. And he ends up sending up like a diamond exchange where if you bring him 10 luminous stones, he'll basically give you a diamond each time. Um, diamonds are worth much more than luminous stones. So this is another way to make money if you want to do that. Luminous stones are everywhere and they glow at night. Like the plate, the rocks that you can mine them from glow at night. So they're easy to find. Um, so that's a cool person to know. You also need diamonds to repair the light scale trident if you break it. So, So there's that. Um so yeah, I'm uh I think I think that wraps it up in terms of what I found notable about this place. Um 
Do you guys have anything else you want to share before we wrap up this episode? Mm, nope, not really. All right. Yeah, I feel like it's we really covered... wet here. <laughs> it is. It is. The rain does stop after you <laughs> finish uh, Varuda, which is nice. I mean, it still rains every once in a while, like everywhere else in Hyrule, but um, it's nice to see the place without the rain. Oh, you know, I guess there's one thing I could add. Uh, at the top of, I don't know if it's the first or the second waterfall that you take when you're going up to fight the Lionel, like the easy way to get up that mountain by going up the waterfalls. There's a lake up there that's got some ruins in it, and there's a chest in that lake with the ruins that gives you a piece of, I think, the Phantom Ganon armor. Hmm. If that's something anyone's interested in. I think that's actually a... That's uh... Yeah, like an EX mission or something. Yeah, it is. From a stable, and you just, like, found it. <laughs> nice. Like, I don't need stable books. I, have, I know I where they are. Yeah, I still got to do oh. all those EX missions and go get all that. I didn't find it stuff. this time. I just remember that's where it is, because uh, I haven't looked for a while, my original time playing. Gotcha. It must feel good, though, to just find something that cool just randomly. You're just walking through, found a cave. Like, oh, look, Ganon armor. <laughs> Ching. Yeah, I mean, I think the one of the hardest things about cool armor is that a lot of times you need uh, star fragments to actually upgrade it. And that always kills me. How often am I going to see a star fragment? I think I've gotten one right. in this game so far. Maybe two. I might have gotten two or three the entire time I played the original time. <laughs> yeah. You gotta look for them. Yeah, I don't really look for them. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not, you're not really supposed to. I mean, they... You're supposed to just like be wandering around at night and just see one fall from the sky and be like, "Oh, I guess we're going there now." <laughs> it's like an ultimate de- detraction from whatever it was you're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, I, uh, what's up? I I mean I don't know the exact pathing path you guys took here. If you wanted to go, I mean we're we're running on time, but I we completely forgot to mention this. I don't know if you guys did this. I actually met a dragon on my way to Zora's domain. Nope. Did you guys not? No dragons no? here. Mm, I might have went a little. It was the Lanayru dragon. I think the dragons have different spawn points in master mode, actually. Now, rewind. You said the Lanayru dragon? Yeah, so... so. It was blue. Yeah, it was in. Let me get a map up here so I, I know exactly. The the thing about that, did you free the Lenayru dragon already? Yeah. Oh, see, no, she would she would never appear for us because because we haven't done that yet, I don't think. I mean, I haven't. I haven't. No. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. So she, she, it's, that dragon will be there, but not until after you've done the, the challenge. If you go from Hateno... Which is where I ended up leaving. So from Hateno, you just go straight north. You'll actually over-encompass Mount Lanayru, which is where the dragon was roosting. Which is how I did that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I didn't go that way. I, I went. Uh, I, I fast-traveled to the closest place and went from there. Well, considering I still don't have the Kakariko Shrine yet, I couldn't very well fast travel. So that was <laughs> my closest route of engagement was jumping off the mountain at Hateno. Okay. I mean, that is one of the cooler missions, and we actually have an episode that's going to be for that later on coming up. Oh, we do. Maybe not coming up soon, but eventually we'll get there. 
um, what we're doing next, next, like actual for the next episode, um, we'll be going to Lurelin, um, village, doing the stuff there, and then going to uh, um, Eventide Island. Mm. Eventide Island, yeah, is pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Is that the island that you lose all your stuff on? Yeah, it is the island that you lose all your stuff. I on. hate that island. <laughs> But it's uh, it's yeah, kind of like its own it's special annoying. dungeon, so I, I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be for next time. Um, as of recording this, I mean, not now, but about an hour ago, because it's one a.m. now. But and uh, it was National Video Game Day, so everyone happy belated National Video Game Day. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then what's the other thing? Um, oh, there's a Nintendo Direct that's going to be airing tomorrow. So. Y'all want to see that? Maybe we can record a bonus episode about it or something. We'll figure something out, I'm sure. Breath of the Wild news. It's supposed to be 40 minutes worth of um of information, mainly focusing on games coming out this winter. So I say that now, time of recording. I mean, this episode is not going to air until two weeks after that direct. So anybody listening to this now, just know that we plan to see it, but we didn't talk about it this episode because we recorded a day before. Uh. So yeah, just unfortunate timing with that. But uh, yeah, well, other than that, I think we are good to wrap up. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. This has been A for No, B for Yes. Uh, um, and this was our Zora's Domain episode. Thank you for listening. We will catch you again next week when we take on Lurelin Village and Eventide Island. Um, if you want to look in, uh, contact us or look into some of our other uh medias you can find us on facebook gaming you can find us uh twitter instagram all those things um or you can just go to our website and find all the links to all those areas so um definitely reach out let us know what your takes on the game were and we will read them on episode um otherwise be free to share or feel free to share us with a friend it's the best way for our episodes to get out and about um and yeah we will catch you on the next episode of a for no b for yes I can't believe this, Your Majesty. Did you get all that? Magic card.